Hello, my name is Barry, and you're listening to Belfast Head. Thank you. 
this month's episode of Belfast Head. My name is Barry and this is my monthly bedroom show playing a variety of music from post-punk to new wave, indie, psychedelic, shoegaze and a little bit of everything else too. This show is primarily for my own enjoyment, essentially just playing music I like, but I wanted to be able to share some of the great lost, rare, interesting, eclectic, different and wonderful music that I have come across and enjoy listening to. So let's get right to it. That first song you heard, and what a tune it is, was Los Niños del Park from Liaison Dangerous, released on Mute Records in 1982, but previously released on Roadrunner Records in the Netherlands in 1981. They also released their one and only album in the same year on Tick Records, which stands for Teldec Import Service, which is a label based in Hamburg in Germany. Liaison Dangereuse were part of the Neue Deutsche Welle, which translates as New German Wave, which is a sound derived from post-punk and new wave music with electronic influences. They were also forerunners of EBM, which stands for Electronic Body Music, which I will talk more on shortly. This song, Los Ninos del Park, was an underground hit and has been cited by many prominent Chicago House and Detroit techno DJs as a crucial influence in that sound. I can definitely hear what they mean, what a tune that really is. Right, back to the music. I think I'll play songs in sets of three rather than four, as I feel that will help the flow of the show a little better. Uh, Still getting used to this malarkey, so as I said, it'll take a few shows to find my feet. Okay then, this is Fad Gadget. Under the GLPZ bone 
facts of nature Catalyst aircraft through the air Facts of nature Aerosol embrace of air It's on a rain all night But we'll be alright Under the geodesic dome Infrared heated just like foam Sitting in the shade of a rubber tree I'll kiss you and you Thanks and
The first song of that set you heard was Back to Nature by Fad Gadget, released in 1979 on Mute Records. Fad Gadget was the moniker of Francis Tovey, who was sadly lost to a heart attack at the age of 45 in 2002, and he was the first act to sign to Mute Records following its creation in 1978. Mute have recently said that a career-spanning box set celebrating the work of Tovey as Fad Gadget will arrive in early 2020, to mark the 40th anniversary of his first album, Fireside Favourites, so look out for that one. Frank Tovey essentially pioneered a genre of electronic music which is now part of the mainstream music scene we see today. Following that, we had Please Release Me, Let Me Go Go by The Neon Judgment, released in 1983 on the Cockerell Sombre EP on Anything But Records. The Neon Judgment were a Belgian EBM band. EBM, as I said before, being electronic body music, which is a genre of music which emerged from Germany and Belgium in the 1980s. I guess it's a sort of cross between industrial music and synth punk with some disco-y dance sounds thrown into the mix too. The origin of the term body music had been used in 1972 by Robert Chris Gow to describe the amplified beat an art rock component of hard rock bands such as Led Zeppelin, Mott the Hoople, Black Sabbath and Slade. The term electronic body music was coined by Ralph Hutter of Kraftwerk in 1978 to describe music that not only uh, can you dance to, but using technology you can control the music with your body. And around 1980-1981, DAF, D-A-F from Germany, which you'll hear in the next set, used the term Körpermusik, which means body music, to describe their danceable electronic punk sound. The term was later used by Belgian band from 242 in 1985 to describe the music of their EP of that year called No Comment. I guess there's a genre for everything these days, but EBM is definitely one I want to explore a bit more, I think. I really, really like that sound for sure. Finally, in that section, we heard Ice Machine by Depeche Mode. Ice Machine was the B-side to their debut single, Dreaming of Me, and was released in 1981 on Mute Records. Mute Records was a label set up by Daniel Miller in 1978, and after releasing some minor songs, Miller approached Depeche Mode at a concert in 1980 and asked about signing them, and their single, Dreaming For You, was their first release. Mute Records then went on to be a highly successful label, releasing music by the likes of Erasure, Goldfrap, Spiral Carpets, Moby, New Order, Nitzareb, Wire, and even Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, to name a few. And Fad Gadget, who we heard at the top of that set, was also on Mute Records. So, let's hear some more of the early Mute recordings uh, in the next set. This is The Normal. <laughs> TBOD 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 I don't need a TV screen 
I just stick the aerial into my skin and let the signal run through my veins. TVOD.
The first song we heard in that set was The Normal with TVOD. The Normal was Daniel Miller's own band at the start of Mute Records' existence and was the first release on this label in 1978, the label being initially formed just to release that one single. That song was also backed with the song Warm Leatherette, which has been covered by none other than Grace Jones, Susie Quattro, and even Peter Murphy alongside Trent Reznor and Geordie White. Peter Murphy being the lead singer and legend from Bauhaus. I think I'll definitely play that version another time, if anything, just to hear the wonderful Peter Murphy singing. After that, we heard Robert Rental with Double Heart, again released on Mute Records in 1980. Miller met Robert Rental and they started to play live as Robert Rental and The Normal, supporting none other and Belfast's own Stiff Little Fingers in 1979. This song was Rental's only single on Mute Records. Finally, to complete our mini Mute Records experience, we heard DAF with Kebab Trauma, which was also released in 1980. When doing research for this show, a band I've always liked called Feilfarben popped up their debut album was called Monarchy und Alltag, released in 1980, and this included one song which always stood out to me, called Militurk. It's a song with not many lyrics and a cauldron of bizarre and paranoid imagery. But it turns out that Phil Farben were not the first band to perform and record that song. In fact, they weren't even the second, as Mutantin Melodian a German music blog translating to Mutant Melodies explains The song was first recorded by Mittag's Pause with lyrics by Gabby Delgado Lopez while he was still a member before he co-founded DAF which stands for Deutsch Amerikanisch Freundschaft The music was supposedly originally inherited from a song by Charlie's Girls whose members Franz Bielmeier and Peter Hein took the tune with them when they formed Middag's Pause. Hein then brought the song to Feilfarben, just after Delgado Lopez had brought it to DAF under the title Kebab Trauma, which means Kebab Dreams, and that's the version we heard there. Pretty cool. DAF were also the first band to have an album released on Mute Records. A very interesting label I'm sure, uh, with some great artists there as well. So. Let's crack on with the music, and this is Silicon Teens.
hot dog, please? No mustard on that or what? No thanks. I got it covered. Heinz ketchup. It's so rich, so thick. Why waste time with anything else? Heinz. The best things come to those who wait.
first song of that set was Some Flight by Silicon Teens. Silicon Teens was a project from Daniel Miller, the founder of Mute, with Frank Tovey, Fad Gadget, playing the band's imagined frontman. The background of this group is a little crazy to say the least. The group were revealed as a quartet with members called Daryl, Jackie, Paul and Diane, but the truth is that none of these personas actually existed. For media interviews, their parts were played by actors with the band's lead singer, Daryl, being portrayed by Tovey. However, for the recording of the songs, it was Daniel Miller who sang. Miller also produced the recordings under the pseudonym Larry Least, a play in the name of 1960s pop producer Mickey Most. They're called the world's first manufactured electronic pop band. Originally released in September 1980, their only album called Music for Parties was the second ever album they released on mute after the DAF record I said. It's been called an undeniably fun record by allmusic.com and was re-released as part of Mute's 40th anniversary celebrations in October 2018. After that we heard John Astley with his song Jane's Getting Serious. The segue between Silicon Teens and John Astley, however, was an advert played in the UK in 1987 for Heinz Tomato Ketchup, other brands are available, which used this song and which was when I first heard this song. This ad starred none other than Matt LeBlanc before he found fame in the sitcom Friends. John released two albums of his own, but he's probably better known as a producer of many songs and albums for the likes of The Who, Eric Clapton and Debbie Harry and has also mastered records for ABBA, George Harrison, Rolling Stones, The Pretty Things, Judas Priest and so so many more. He also used to be the brother-in-law of The Who's Pete Townsend, one of my own idols in music, as his sister Karen Astley married Townsend in the late 60s. The last song in that section was Bitter Heart by Shona Dancing. So who are Shona Dancing? Well, I'm guessing that some of you will probably know. They're from the UK and their former lead singer has become an award-winning TV star. They formed in Reading, England in the early 1980s with vocalist Ricky Gervais and keyboardist Bill McRae. Inspired by the new romantic sounds of Japan and Ultravox, Shona Dancing recorded two singles for London records that failed to break into the UK Top 40. Released in 1983, More to Lose and Bitter Heart, which we just heard. There may have been flops in England, but they actually found new life in the Philippines two years later. It all began in 1985 when the new wave-leaning pop station DWRTFM in Manila started spinning a dreamy ballad called Fade by Medium. The song title and artist name were completely bogus, however created so that their competitors wouldn't be able to find the record and play it themselves. They even had a station ID inserted midway through the track, making it impossible for other DJs to record it and spin it on their own stations. A year later, its true identity was revealed on Manila's now legendary new wave powerhouse DWXB 102. It was none other than Shona Dancy's More to Lose. Ignored in the UK, More to Lose became the theme song of angst-ridden new wave youths in the Philippines in the 80s, with his brooding Michael Hutchins, 
like vocals and jumpy percussion that swept the clubs as well. Ironically, this was oblivious to the duo when Mortal Lose started the rise to never-ending airplay on Manila FM stations in the 1980s. Shona Dancing wasn't even together anymore. The group's lack of success in their native land discouraged them for continuing. Gervais obviously remained in the music industry, only to manage Suede and DJ on London's XFM. This mini-biog I've just read is courtesy of Michael Sutton writing on allmusic.com, which I think is an absolutely exceptional encyclopedia for music and music information. You really do learn some interesting things when you dig deep. Okay, next up, it's a drop in the grey.
section was All The Same by Dropping The Grey. All The Same was the first song from their only released album called Certain Sculptures, released in 1984 on Geffen Records. The Dropping The Grey formed in 1983 in Los Angeles and disbanded three years later in 1986. However, founding members Danny Phillips and Colin Campbell are apparently actively writing and recording again with a view to releasing new material as well as a planned remastering and re-release of their debut album. 
Following on from that, we heard Beat Cerrone by Charlie Sexton. Beat Cerrone came from Sexton's debut album, Pictures for Pleasure, released on MCA in 1985. He released four albums over the years and has also been a part of Bob Dylan's backing band on and off for the last 20 years. Something I found out when I was doing research on him was that on June the 25th, 2019, the New York Times magazine listed Charlie Sexton among hundreds of artists whose material was reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal Studios fire, which I didn't know about. I've been to that Universal a few times as well, so when I read this I decided to read a bit more. The fire apparently began when a worker used a blowtorch to, to warm asphalt shingles that were being applied to facade. He left before checking that all spots had cooled and a three alarm fire broke out. A three alarm fire is essentially part of a system that determines how much manpower and equipment are needed to combat a fire. In this instance, nine firefighters and a Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy sustained minor injuries. The fire was put out after 12 hours. Universal Pictures claimed that the fire not only destroyed a three-acre portion of the Universal backlot, including the attraction King Kong Encounter, which I'd been on two years earlier, and 40 to 50,000 archived digital video and film copies. The New York Times magazine article I mentioned stated that between 118,000 and 175,000 audio master tapes belonging to Universal Music Group have been destroyed and this included original recordings belonging to some of the best-selling artists worldwide. Universal Music Group initially disputed the story, but CEO Lucian Grange later confirmed that there had been a significant loss of the musical archives. Absolutely crazy. I never knew that. Finally, we heard Adriana Dreams by Colour Radio. Adriana Dreams was the first song on their self-titled only album release in 1984 on Gold Mountain Records. A bit of an enigma as a band, very little information about them, so I had to dig deep and I found this review on their Tumblr page from an old newspaper clipping. It says, This techno-pop quartet may very well follow the violent femmes into the international limelight. Their synthesizer sound is ideally suited to the predominant rage and rock and their good looks could establish them as America's answer to Duran Duran. They began in 1984 in an LA recording studio and worked on their debut LP release and A&M Records is set to launch them in spectacular fashion with veteran guitarist Rick Derringer enlisted as producer and heartthrob Rick Springfield reportedly contributing backup vocals. It wouldn't be surprising to find Milwaukee's Colour Radio at the top of the charts by summer. Well, I guess that didn't happen for them, as they disappeared from our airways not long after. Right, let's get on with the music.
Meteu Thank you. 
Surround me 
heard 12 drummers drumming with their song We'll Be The First Ones. That song was released on their debut self-titled album released in 1983 on Vertigo Records. 12 Drummers Drumming were a German band formed in 1983 in Gladbach, and quite obviously named after a line in the Christmas song The 12 Days of Christmas. The band actually played their early gigs under the moniker Volkswagen. Next we heard Robert Gore with Mick Deer. We also heard Gore earlier, as Gore is actually also a member of DAF. He released this song on Mute Records in 1983, which kind of brings us full circle back to the start of the show when we played some early Mute Records recordings. As a solo artist, Gore released his first album, Night Full of Tension, in 1983 on Mute. On this album, Annie Lennox from Eurythmics also collaborated on a couple of tracks. Robert Gore had played drums on the Eurythmics album In The Garden in 1981, and the link between those two was producer Connie Plank, as both DAF and Eurythmics used Plank as a producer and in the same studio in Cologne. Gore over the years has had a varied life, as well as recording both as a solo artist and with DAF on and off over the years. In 1989, Gore suffered a serious car accident. He then became a Buddhist, staying in a monastery in Thailand for a period of time, and then travelled for three years studying in Asia. He's also written electronic symphonies. Finally, we heard something a little more recent in the Viagra Boys with Just Like You, released in 2018 on Year One Records. The band's Wikipedia page states that Viagra Boys are a Swedish post-punk band from Stockholm. The band formed in 2015 with several members coming from the bands Lay Big Bird, Pig Eyes and Night Hand. In 2018 they released their debut album Streetworms, also on Year One Records. Nils Hansen, a journalist at the newspaper Dagens Nyheter, I hope I've pronounced that right, he described the band favourably, praising their musical style as well as their use of black humour and satire and rated the album a 5 out of 5. It's definitely very grimy and full throttle. Absolutely love that. So, that's it for another show. 
really enjoyed the music in this one. Many thanks for giving this a chance. I'm having fun listening to some great tunes and discovering new bands and finding some hidden gems of information about them too. Many thanks for listening and if you have any comments, please visit me at, at BelfastHead on Twitter and I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to reply to you if you want. Um, any suggestions, recommendations, I'm very open to them all. So, I'll leave you with a song I've always loved since its release. It was released on the addictive label Factory Records in 1984. The band took their name from a, from a provision of the Mental Health Act which allowed for compulsory detention. The group joined Factory Records and were produced by the legendary Martin Hannett and later Bernard Sumner. Unlike the majority of their obvious peers at the time, the group survived beyond 1982 and in 1984 not only scored an international dance hit with this song, but also synthesised Acid House before it was a recognised style. The original group split in 1985 before revival in 2006. For those of you who like the finer details, this was released as FAC 108, Fact 108. This is Section 25 with the wonderful Looking from a Hilltop. Many thanks again for listening. See you soon.